0: And here we are, episode three. I cannot, cannot believe we are here. I'm so immensely grateful that I am able to do this again. And yeah, I've chosen quite an interesting topic for today's discussion. It's all about um, self-love. And I'm going to be leaning quite a bit on Robin Sharma for this because he delves into quite an interesting segment around this that I... I feel would be valuable for. Well, it's certainly valuable for me, and I'm hoping that we'll, you'll find the same kind of value in there or value that is is reflective of where you are in your journey or life. And I think again, that's what this is about. It's just about taking what works for you, and digesting that, and processing it in a way that is beneficial to you. So, and that's where my gratitude lies. That I'm hoping I am reaching someone. <laughs> at least someone, and that it makes um, an impact for you. And I think that's what this is all about. So Robin Sharma speaks about um, the four truths to grow self-love and he he speaks about the four well he's got the the four interior empires in his 5am club which I think is beautifully laid out and and certainly has a lot of value for different aspects of your life and today we're going to be specifically looking at his heart set heart set segment which is all about the wounds of emotional neglect that's a big one in Robin Sharma's heart set so he's got like a circle that he's segmented into quarters and there's the four so it's mindset heart set health set and soul set i just wanted to get that order right otherwise i'd be in big trouble (laughs) so we're definitely working in the heart set space today which is all about emotionality processing and releasing toxic emotions healing our wounds emotional iq and gratitude hey there's my word for 2023 so um yeah stepping into that space of gratitude i think once you've you've gone through that process um and ending up in a space of gratitude i think it's just such a phenomenal way to walk out of that um and it's not something that's once so sort of, certainly not i think even for me, today was quite a quite a tricky day to do this podcast, and I again thought, if I'm not doing it now, I I set myself up for um, disappointment, and then I'm I'm directly setting into that space of hard set where where ha- why have I not set this time up for myself. Um, to do this so stepping into a hard set mode and working through what you need to work through on a continual basis and stepping out of it with a in a space of gratitude I think is just would be would be our ideal would certainly be my ideal um Robin Sharma speaks about wounds that could be activated every day through a culture of comparison that we live in and I certainly think yes there are aspects of of heart-set wounds um, of emotional that that are based on emotional neglect that would be triggered by kind of a, a culture of comparison that we do live in, but for me it goes far further than that. I think it's about tapping into our our inner child, and he does allude to it where he says everything begins within. And for me, if you don't love yourself, if you haven't sat with what isn't right, with what isn't working, what you haven't healed then nothing sticks. Like, you can't, you can do stuff. Certainly, you could carry on and do things. But to really have, to really create from a space of, of love and to work from a space of love and to grow from a space of love, I think would be, is crucial and would be the ideal for all of us. And I think that's where you start Shifting into a higher vibrational space because you are doing things from doing things from a space of love, but stepping into that inner world, facing that emotional neglect that comes perhaps from decades of um, us not perhaps wanting to face what we need to face and not being willing to to sit in the, the discomfort of what that is. For me, you have to heal from within. You have to really sit with your inner child, dig down deep. And this is where I say, it, dig very, very deep. And it's not nice. It's uncomfortable. And it's it's just one of those things where you really would prefer to fold laundry or repack your pantry, or in my case, unpack 200 boxes prior to doing this. But I think being able to sit down with yourself, so carving out that time to sit down with yourself and and really connect to your inner child and understand, identify what the emotions are that are sitting there for you or within you. Acknowledge these and then release them. So yeah, acknowledge, release. No, I would say acknowledge, forgive. I think forgiveness would have to be high up in there as well. Forgiveness, release, and then let it go. Because, again, going back to um, Robin Sharma's headset quadrant, it would be around healing wounds, releasing toxic emotions. That's one. So definitely setting once you have worked through and processed, so identified, worked through and processed, um, then you are stepping directly into a space where you can release and let it go. And I think that would be immensely liberating. And I say I think that would be immensely liberating because I'm still working on so much of this, so, so much of it. And I think also being okay with yourself to say, well, I'm working on that. That's okay. I think sometimes these things do take a little bit of time. Uh, surely they could happen instantly. I have zero doubt that they could happen instantly. I actually had I bumped into a... um psychologist that was doing a doctorate and was very very random about a year ago at a coffee shop one of our local coffee shops and we got to chatting and stuff and he said it's neurologically and and I do speak under correction this is just paraphrasing what he he did tell me he said neurologically you could re rewire the brain to forget release and step out of that instantly it's instant. So this whole idea of us having to go on a journey and working on ourselves (laughs) and putting the effort and energy in, um, is, is self-serving. Let me just rephrase this because this is what it's all about. So in his POV, this is all, that would all be self-serving. So for us to be able to step into something new, into a changed mindset, doesn't necessarily have to be a journey. It is, it can be something done instantly. That's how powerful our brains are. Um, And I don't put that down. I mean, I'm going to leave that completely up to um, Huberman to deal with, because I think I literally have to carve out half a day and then half a day to to listen, process, rewind any of his podcasts. And then, once I've done that, I probably spend about two days recuperating <laughs> from the information download. I mean, it's just phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, but yeah, gratitude to to him for being able to put that out there for us to access and and learn from, I think, is just immense. So thank you. So, in my little journey of letting go and understanding and growing and developing, I think, for me, it's certainly everything does begin within, and I think once we do go down to who we are, and sitting with our inner child, and sitting with um, ourselves, and dealing, identifying, and dealing with the emotions that are there, and it's not—it's not necessarily just emotions. I think it's a lot of mm-hmm. circum, circumstance itself that has led to what those are within each of our lives. Um, it might be something that's come up from your child, it might have been um, an absent parent, it might have been losing a loved one very early on, that kind of thing. And I think once we understand where it's coming from and what it is, and, and my brother has a quite a nice exercise that he does with me, to my absolute frustration, I'm not going to lie, is why? Why is that sitting uncomfortably for you? Why? 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 So constantly asking yourself why something is what it is for you. And when you get to a point where you can no longer create an answer for it, you're actually down at the bottom of what that is. And then when you're there, you're kind of like, oh, really? And that's where my frustration lies with my brother because (laughs) he makes me identify a lot of what this is. Um, And most of the time, it's in a space and time when I'm just not in the mood to do it. And then when I do get there, it's kind of that that switch moment where you're like, oh, okay, that's what it is. Now I need to deal with that. So um, yeah, perhaps stepping into that, asking yourself why, 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 and getting down to kind of the naked honesty of what that is, naked honesty of that emotion of what that is for you without shrouding it in the excuses I feel that we do tend to pile on (laughs) to make it more comfortable for ourselves so yeah I think I think sitting with our inner children in a very raw naked state is is paramount to us growing and learning and also just appreciating who we are so now stepping into Robert Jarman's for truth for self-love These are as outlined by Robin Sharma. So I'm literally, as I said today, I'm leaning in very heavily on Robin Sharma in terms of what this is. So number one is all about honoring your specialness. And it's not about entitlement. It's about committing to mastery. I love that line, committing to mastery. Um, He notes that you get from the world what you give to the world. And that's beautiful. Because if you're giving... And I think this also now steps back for me from a space of love. Um, my late husband always spoke about just do it from a place of love. if you're not doing it from a place of love, don't do it. so even if you're not going to make that cup of tea for someone from a place of love, don't do it just rather not. Um, so I think for this as well, if you're not doing something, if you're not in if you're not doing your work from a place of love, then step out. look for something else. Uh, I'm not saying quit your job immediately. I'm saying perhaps look at something that will make you feel like you're doing it from a place of love. Um, I certainly feel like the work that you will give will be far more beneficial to you and others. So to you and your team, or you and your colleagues, it will carry so much more weight if it comes from a place of love. And I think that's quite critical for us to keep in mind as well. Then Robin Sharma speaks about doing hard things. You build self respect by doing difficult things. Do things that help you grow your self respect. So there you go. Tapping into his 5 a.m. club. Do that 5 a.m. wake up and get on. Do do the meditation, do an exercise routine, do what's 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 good for you. Um so for me certainly I try oh mine's actually quite a quite a difficult one because I generally get up at five. So I'm set at half is four, quarter to five, I'm up at it um, and then I'm on my bike and what I am finding is that it's becoming a bit of a blended session for me because once I'm riding and it's easy because I'm on an indoor trainer, then I have the time to decompress my mind. It becomes a meditation for me. So my riding session becomes a meditation for me and that is, that's my time. It's my time both physically, mentally, and, and I'm, I'm, it changes the game for me. If I don't start my day off like that, it, it really does impact the rest of the day. So putting these disciplines in place, even, as, even though they're quite difficult in getting through the initial phase of what that is, it definitely does help craft who you want to be um, for yourself, who you want to be for your family, um, and then eventually who you show up as in the world. And I think, again, if you're not doing it from a place of love, then you're just not going to show up reflecting your authentic self and then you've got to start questioning why you are and why you are not doing things his third thing which is like yay it's so up my alley is go to the woods he says be a philosopher At our core, we must spend time in solitude. So again, for me is whether I take the dogs for a walk and I'm just spending time out with them along the river, here in the park, or if I'm on my mountain bike, quite specifically the mountain bike, and I'm climbing a mountain and I'm just out there in nature. And even though I'm riding with a group of people, it really does become a moment of just that absolute solitude. And I think once you in that space, that headset space of, um, just being out there, sitting, so working quietly through your thoughts, like I don't always get the time to, to necessarily go and have a 20 minute meditation, although I am actively building that into my life, um, and what I often do is if I catch myself getting quite anxious about certain things, is I try and sit outside, literally outside on my lawn, um, for a couple of minutes whether it's five or ten minutes and I do a lot of breathing work because that is that helps me connect to self again and it just releases that anxiety that I'm feeling in the moment um so I love this one of Robin Shaman go to the words number three so be a philosopher take time to think thinking is good don't overthink emotions. So here's the separate separate elements of it. I don't necessarily encourage us stepping into a space where we're overthinking emotions because then we can go down a rabbit hole very quickly. I think it's more about taking time to reflect on where you are, who you are, and what your your goals are and where you are within that. So, so just kind of placing yourself in that trajectory. Again, I'm going to relate to something that I do with Daniel Grissom, a coach of mine and, and it is like just understanding. So what is this for you? Is it a a 10 or a one? Where are you on the scale? Um, so constantly understanding, so gauging where you are and what are the things that you can, what, what would you identify as workable solutions to get to where you want to be? And I think, Using that as a guide, a yardstick, whatever you want to call it, and stepping into a meditation, not with a mindset of doing that, but certainly of of having creating that space for you to declutter and create focus, um, then gives you more clarity in terms of where I am, where I want to be, and where I am now, and how I can get there, and and that's kind of where how I would this is how I'm interpreting it personally and and this would be my space within the woods um the three s's Robin Sharma speaks about is silence solitude and stillness and again you've got to find that space to do it in my 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 life right now doesn't always allow me to do that just because of time and managing full-time mom full-time work um but I am trying to build it more and more into my practice so what I've actually started doing is a a detox bath so once my little one is done for the night then I will jump into a bath which obviously helps <laughs> from a recovery point of view from cycling but um I I actually have found that it's been more beneficial to me on a soul level than it's been on a physical level because I take time in the bath and I've, I've got my detox crystals in and I'm I'm actually using that as a meditation space so it's quite it's middle of the night. Um, And whether I'm in the bath for 15 or 20 minutes, it's that space for me. Um, And I'm actually, I think I'm becoming quite selfish about it (laughs) because it's like my bath time. Um, And it's sitting in that silence, having that solitude and creating that stillness for yourself, both around you and internally that I think is what, what helps shape what's next for you um yeah Robin Truman also mentions build intimacy with your primary relationships so here for me building intimacy with my primary relationships would directly relate to building intimacy with myself as as my primary person and then I think stepping then expanding that circle so if you're looking at it as um kind of concentric circles i would then say so me and self in the center and then um my daughter and our time and our space together and then mother and father so what that means for my mom and my relationship what that means for my father and my relationship um and then, as it expands to the other people in your lives, whether it's your husband, your partner, your your um, your wife, whatever that is, and I think stepping so doing it from a place of um, self love will definitely resonate through those, um, and I think that's quite critical. And the fourth truth to self love is the more people you help the more love you will grow and the more you will expand. So he speaks about multiplying your commitment to impact. For me, this is also about shifting the spotlight from ego, so what I believe other people perceive of me or who I want to be perceived as within a space, um, to my inner self. And this is where stepping into that silence, solitude and stillness is critical and tapping into a space of love and letting that resonate and become the filter through which everything else you do becomes your base. And I think that is, sure, for me, that is, that's kind of my, where I'm working towards. That's what I, I want to achieve for myself. And Robin Sharma says, it's about turning down the vibration of low grade emotions. Understanding high and low vibrational um, emotions, I think is critical for us as well. Um, So I'm going to delve into it in in a couple of different segments. But moving from joy, love, freedom and gratitude, which is obviously your highest uh, vibrational or your emotions with the highest vibrational energy. And then down to powerlessness, unworthiness and shame, which is literally classed as we would class it. Um, I think that that the emotions might shift for people in where that sits for you. But just as an example, those would be your lowest vibrational or or your emotions with the lowest vibrational energy. And then stepping, for me, the most important thing is is not so, again, identifying what those emotions are for you. So again, sitting, going quiet, sitting with yourself, your inner child, allowing yourself in space and time to sit with your inner child, your inner self, and um, understanding what those specific emotions are but then also identifying what lies beneath. So Brene Brown, in her book, yes, it's like a Bible to me at the moment, um, working through that uh, Atlas of the Heart. So literally page 222, uh, there's a diagram that she's put in where it's behind this, and she's identified anger. There might be fear, anxiety, frustration, confusion, grief, sadness, isolation, hurt, guilt, shame, jealousy, outrage, and injustice, helplessness overwhelming stress humiliation embarrassment depression rejection loneliness anxiety and fear i think i started with those but just to give you an example of of what lies beneath it's not just i'm angry again here comes my brother why are you angry what's making you angry step back step back step back and as you start taking off the layers of clothing you get down to what that naked emotion is for you and then that's when you start identifying what that is. And that's when you can start processing um, within that heart set, as Robin Shaman says. So that's when you can start processing. That's when you can release the toxic emotions that are sitting there um, and healing those wounds within that heart set. But yeah, it takes, it's quite a quite a difficult space to be migrating in and within for all of these is because, again, it's all self-work, but I think the moment that we, that we do take the time to sit with ourselves honestly and openly um, and from a place of love, because I think that is critical, even stepping into what that is for you as an emotion, you have to do it from a place of love because you are immensely vulnerable, and it's only you, It is only going to be you within that space, but you are immensely vulnerable in that state. So you have to, you have to do it from a space of love. Well, certainly in my mindset, you would have to do it from a place of love. So I'm going to end off with um, a piece from Dr. Julie Smith's book. Why has nobody told me this before? And it's around meditation. Well, it's actually around mindfulness rather (laughs) than meditation. Being mindful is about the practice of paying attention to the present moment and observing sensations as they come and go without getting caught up in those sensations or struggling against them. So, within the silence and the solitude and the stillness of sitting with yourself and your inner self, I think. It's leaning into what Dr. Julie Smith says here. It's observing the sensations as they come and go without getting caught up in them or struggling against them. And that's what I'm certainly going to practice doing this week is being open to sitting with myself uh, in a state of love or from a place of love rather, from a place of love and observing the sensations as they come up because all these emotions that we have that we need to heal and process or process and heal rather and then release, we need to be able to observe what those are for us without getting caught up in them and then releasing them so that we're shifting our energy as well because we're no longer holding on to what that is. Um, And I think the more baggage we can release in terms of this emotional build-up, the far lighter our journey, and I'm going back to journey for me, um, the far lighter our journey would become. And you're always going to be picking up bits and pieces as you go because there's always going to be something happening. But I think stepping into a state of mindfulness, meditation, stillness, um, going to the woods would certainly help us in processing what those are. And then also just being patient with yourself as you are going through those processes um, and doing it from a place of love. Because as I keep keep saying, it's, it's an incredibly vulnerable space to be in. So being able to step into that and step out of that far lighter, I think is just... Yeah, such a beautiful, beautiful thing, and I wish that for everybody. That we all have a week of mindfulness. We all have a week of finding time to create that that solitude, that silence for ourselves, um, and then we all go to the woods.